Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And today we're talking about cancel culture. Shalt thou offend? I don't really know what that means. Fuller, you ready to find out? I am it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> go with. Let's go with. Let's go with. Fuller, What's Fuller, how art thou Fuller? I fareth well, young... I was going to call you handmaiden, but you're not really a handmaiden. You were about to call me a handmaiden? <laughs> Out of all the things uh, you could have said, you were about to call me a handmaiden? I, I fareth well, sir knight. How fareth thou? Sigh. <laughs> Dude, okay. Do you, okay, when, when you were in literature class in high school, and you had okay. to read Shakespeare, yep. did you get to read the, like... Modern versions, or did you have to read the old school versions? Dude, I grew up in a King Jimmy house, so like reading the old versions was no big deal. We had to read the old version, so what I would do is I would speed read as fast as I could and then cliff note it. Really? Mm-hmm. So I could pass the quiz. I didn't care. Like, because I literally, like, okay, I'm not a great reader, anyways. I have to focus hard just so to read. You mean when Shakespeare was like, Wilt thou pluck out my beard and blow it in my face? I resent it, thou insinuation, Pop and Jay. You were like, nah, bro. The clip nah, bro. Nah, bro. <laughs> nope. I ain't about that life. You ain't about no, that. Ain't. That, sh- that Shakespeare thug life. No. <laughs> but either <Ba-da-da-da>. way. <laughs> so, shout thou offend. Shout. That thou- was a clever title, my friend. So it's funny because it's an older thing. You know, it's older, old English, and people are offended by everything right now. So it's true. Everything that's old, especially because that's, that's it's true. Different culture, it's different so. culture. You know, Cancel whenever culture. I see the shout thou offend, it cra- makes me think of thou shout laugh, the, yes. the Christian comedy DVD that came yes. out like what? Like it was actually pretty 10 good. Ten years ago? Oh, dude, it was longer than that. I mean, dry bar comedy right now was my thing. I on think Facebook, it was like but fifteen years ago. Was when, it fifteen when the first one came out? Look it up. I'm, I'm looking look up. Look it up. But um. No, but I, the, now there's dry bar comedy, which is right. not Christian-based, but it's at nope. least clean. So I, I enjoy dry bar comedy a lot, but I enjoy some stand-up comedy. Yeah. I really enjoy some stand-up comedy. Well, while you're looking for the well, year of that. Well, I, I'm done looking things up. Either oh. way, so we are back at Southside right now. Southside Baptist Second Church. Second episode where we are at the church recording. And let's be honest, this is kind of interesting. This podcast originally, the, the brainchild behind the podcast was literally for it to be a church podcast. The start of it was, but it was that was that was the original idea. The church never really. <laughs> it was like, all, nah, you I, you got like, this. You, you, you all right? So we went out on our own, did our own thing. I mean, we, we had Sochet involved at the beginning and other things like that. We had a lot of conversations with Sochet. Right. We haven't had Sochet back in a long Sochet! time. Homeboy probably don't even listen, but we miss no. you, Sochet. He's busy with his own podcast, That's true. Abba Father. Abba Father, and he writes a, he, he writes a lot now. He's, he's starting he's, into the blogging he's got sphere his own blog. and all yeah, that so kind of he's stuff, He's a little too. busy. He's he is. a pastor and a worship leader and a disciple maker. He's and, writing his own music. Right. We, we shared on Instagram a while back. Um, I, it might have went into Facebook. I don't know, but he wrote an original song for the God's Not Done sermon series right. that we just got finished with here at church, and you can literally listen to it anywhere songs are written. Just do... Um, God's not dead. It's by Southside Worship. Um, if you go to the Southside Baptist Church's YouTube channel, you can see the live version that we do on Sunday mornings or the acoustic version that he wrote. But it's a dope song, dude. And I'm like, are you gonna keep writing music, bro? Like that'd be legit. 
Hmm. Like that's super cool. So he wrote that song. I mean, it was just it was an act of worship for him, and it it's just a, turned into something. It's a far cry from his old writing style. Yeah, no more screamo. It wasn't a screamo song <laughs> we, at all. We've broke Soche. <laughs> we did break Soche. Well, dude, so last episode, we had a lot of interesting stuff in the banter. We did. Including going Facebook Live. But we felt a little bad. We left some people we out. We left some people out. So right now, we are checking the connection. We, we are, are connected. Live. What's up, Instagram family? We are we live left, right now. We left Instagrammers out. We left out. Instagrammers out. Last, so we had to bring them in. So we record our second episode tonight. Right. Um, and we went Facebook Live we did. last time to we talk did. about the coffee that we were drinking. And now you can see how hard it is to get the camera it is, it's if you want proof like there's the proof we are legitimately recording right, right now, now live but oh shoot can you grab the coffee bag behind you can you grab the coffee bag behind you it's panther so check this out all right I can't so grab it. i have a trade coffee subscription given to us by the best schneider let me see if i can scoot out of the, the shot fun here. fact it's not uh schneider ladies anymore it's it's hot. It's Tribe of Hyde. That's her new handle. It should be the Hottie Hides. The Hottie Hides? <laughs> no, not really. That would have been pretty. Hide, uh, Beth is here, so we'll see what she has to say about Hi, the Beth. Hide. But either way, it's a nice coffee. Only I'm drinking right now. You're not drinking any coffee it's, right uh, now. It's 940 at night or 939, and so I'm doing the old-fashioned agua, which is I'm not. I am not. So I'm drinking something called... Panther coffee, Panther. which fun fact, we just found out Sarah Nass. Sarah Nass. Which, what episode did we record with Sarah Nass? Oh, a long while ago. <laughs> it was about, I, uh, actually, she just shared some of her content with um, a mutual friend of ours, and uh, they, they were posting some stuff, and so she was sharing some stuff, and so I actually copied and pasted the podcast where she went over all that stuff for the information because she gave us a lot of good resources yes she did and the person was asking for resources and so i was like there you go sarah bam Bam, there it (laughs) is i got you so when we interviewed sarah it was about fem um fertility education and medical management yes basically in the terms of for dudes um how to know your body and how you can not be pregnant and not 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 man body but the woman's because we 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 how women can't get we we don't do that we don't do that. So we were educated that night. But either we way, were. Sarah Nass, we just found out, has a friend who works at Panther. So Sarah, Sarah, get us free coffee. Well, please. I mean, please? I might please. even pay for it. I mean, it's pretty good coffee. It'd be pretty I'd like dope. to try some more of their stuff from Panther. Panther, the coffee it pretty good. It's pretty talk. good. But here's the deal, Instagram. And those, I mean, obviously, we're still recording right yes, now live. Wait, we got it. It's hard Every to see two episode, cameras episode, what we do lately is we've been getting to know us here in the podcast, Lance. We've been playing some get-to-know-you questions to get to know Fuller and I a little bit better because... We know about you guys a little bit, but you guys just sit here and listen to us every single week. So we would love for you to get to know us a little bit better. So, Fuller, what is the get to know you question of the night? This is a deep one. This is going to be a hard one. And can the record just show that my arm is burning right now? It hurts. Do you need me to take over for you? I got it right there. Bam. Okay. (laughs) What's the question of the night, Fuller? What is the most unexplainable thing that you have ever witnessed? The most unexplainable thing I've ever witnessed? The most unexplainable unexplainable thing you have ever witnessed um i'll give you a funny answer and a serious answer okay uh put the camera on yourself not just myself okay so serious answer serious answer is the fact of my uh, children being born 
that, but, that but, fits the bill. But that's not unexplainable. You can explain that. Well, I know, but, but the feeling, like the feelings that you have when it's like all of a sudden you're a first-time dad, and like there's a lot of cool feelings with that. That ain't that ain't what it's asking, though. I don't know. I don't know. The <laughs> other unexplainable, though, was the fact of we were driving um, at a youth retreat, right? So okay. we were going for an all-nighter, and uh, we had to go get another sponsor because he came after work, so we had to meet him out there because we were back in the boondocks, right? So it was me and my youth sponsor in the church van, we were driving, we hit a corner, and the brakes went out. Ooh. And we went flying through the woods. Like, we legitimately caught air, flew through the woods cartoon style, and stopped right in front of a massive tree. God went, er. like, like, that's what it felt like. We were just like, oh, my goodness. And all of a sudden, like, we got out. We were centimeters away from, like, having our, like, the front end of our van wrapped around a tree. So, all right. And I was only, like, 15, uh, 14, 15 at the time. I had a similar thing happen. Okay recently within the like the past two months driving on the bypass right heading to work okay coming up on the mayflower exit i know a lot of you people don't know what mayflower hopefully exit you is. guys can hear us we have our headphones in so sorry we really can't tell. i'll talk louder and a little bit further away so it doesn't kill our our now nah, you i you i uh so driving i'm in the left-hand lane passing a semi there's a red truck in front of the semi he goes to get off in the mayflower exit semi starts pulling forward decides that he's not going to get off on the Mayflower exit, merges back onto the bypass, which pushes the, the semi-driver didn't want to get into an accident, so he merged into my lane. And, you know, there's that barrier. Right. Yeah, I drive that every day now. So I'm here. He's coming into my lane. So I slam on the brakes and turn off. And somehow, all that happened to my truck and me was my bumper has a little scuff on it, my mirrors have a little scuff on on both sides. On both sides? Both sides. That means one side oh has goodness. a little white on it from the uh, semi-driver. So you actually hit the truck. I hit the truck. The, and the barricade. I didn't hit the truck. The truck hit me <laughs> as I strove to avoid the truck. But, yes, I hit the barricade and the truck, and that's how close I came to death. <laughs> yeah. I can't explain how I did not get in an accident. That's that unreal. It was crazy. The more you know. The less you know. The less you know. <laughs> so there's a fun five bucks tonight. So it's the grand family. We love you guys. Hey, just a quick little shout out before I let you guys go. We're about to take down the winter merch line. The the Real Talk Christian Snowflake. For the Instagram. For, so, the, sorry, people yeah, listening to the podcast. This is long done if you're, you're listening you're on the episode. But for those on Instagram, this is the last time you guys can go get the winter merch. Just getting, did we give a date of when we're ripping it down? We did. And I don't remember. If it, I think it was the end of February. I think it's supposed to come down. But we'll uh, we'll extend we'll it We'll leave out. it up. We'll leave it up for the weekend. For the weekend. So if you want to get the shirt, go to realtalkchristianpodcast.com. Hit that little store option and you'll be taken right to it. Anyways, later, Instagram. Bye. And, okay, now we got to end it. So we go, boop. Are you sure you want to end? Yeah, we want to end. Share to Instagram TV. Nah, but we'll download the video. It is Downloaded. safe. We All are right. back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry about that. So we have no new reviews to read. We have... We've been doing the, the live videos because we have no reviews. Because we've been having so fun with that. Time, so. so we've already done the coffee. We've done the question. We, we have did. no reviews to read. You can always leave a review on Apple iTunes or Facebook. Now it's time to settle in. Get now comfortable. Yep. Now it's time to grab the coffee. It's time to enjoy the ride. You know, we always talked about this podcast being a place where we can come have a conversation, have a cup of coffee. We can just sit, relax, hang out. This is more of a relaxed vibe my, than what we've is. had, you know? And really lately, my, you know, we typically... We even have a tobacco coffee, like a, a tobacco <laughs> candle smells, right here. It's like tobacco. We got that tobacco. Got that tobacco <laughs> Not candle. Not real. It's That's, a candle. It's a candle, but it, it smells, smells really good. really good. Anyways, uh, typically Mark writes an episode, I write an episode, we write show notes, and then it kind of makes it go. so it's a conversation. And uh, 
Lately, I've been just like, let's just ask some questions and throw a couple of verses and see where things go. Yeah, last week I had a lot of content. You went like full-on <laughs> pastor. I warned you. I said, I have a teaching notes. You did. And I was trying to like, all right, I'm just going to let him go. Let him do his thing, and then we'll talk at and the we'll end. And we'll talk about it. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. I've, I think but this I is going to be the things. complete opposite of last week. This is just going to be a conversation as long as Mark doesn't burp. I'm, I'm holding, no, I'm holding back a sneeze again. Oh, you and your Rona. <laughs> oh, sorry. I have not done a good job my allergy All right. meds. So we're talking about cancel, cancel culture. Cancel culture. The ca- I almost called it cancer culture. You know, I, this is like Kinda the is. biggest thing right now. It, well, it's been around for a long time. Which, fun fact. it's really making a comeback now, big I mean, time. I didn't talk to you about this. I looked to see what other podcasts did cancel culture. They were all talking about this back in yeah, 2020. Uh, you know, September and then the summer and bro, before they've that. Been, they've been talking about this since 1980. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, the big, but the big stuff, you know, this, like cancel culture. But I'm just saying it's been around for, it's been around for a our, long time. In front of our eyes, at least the last year. In well, front of our faces, it's, just more not pro- more. it's just more prominent, but it's been around. That's true. That's true. That's true. But cancel culture, what is it? I mean, uh, so I, I went to dictionary.com .com. to get the definition of what they define cancel culture because I figure what better way to start this conversation to actually understand what it is. Mm, I feel that. So in case people don't know, cancel culture refers to the popular practice of withdrawing support for or canceling public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered objectionable or offensive. Cancel culture is generally discussed as being performed on social media in the form of group sharing. But like I said before, social media, cancel culture, cancel culture, was in existence, and Mark, you shared a little bit of an interesting, uh, interesting fact that I didn't think factoid, a factoid that I didn't think about putting in here. But we're gonna, th- I'm gonna bring it out, man. Yeah, do it, Christians. Man, we are we're the king of cancel culture. <laughs> we are we the king. It. Why did it get so dark on the camera? You see that? It like got super dark. There we go. We're lighting it back up. All right, we're good. Best part of waking up. Oh, sorry. It's light in your face. But yeah, no, but the church, like, you know, there was a post that we recently just saw, and I showed it to you, where it's like, cancel culture. Psh, I grew up church in the 90s. We were canceling Amy Grant. We were canceling this and Disney this and Disney and, and Target and Starbucks. Yep. And what Everything. was the one that I, I did not expect one? There's one specific one that I did not expect. You have to pull it up. Yeah, I'm going to it right now. Um, but either know. way, wow, I have a lot of apps that I've been going through. You have a lot of everything. Oh, um, Procter and Gamble products. I didn't. I don't know that. Yeah. That so one. read that list off. Real yeah. Fast. So please don't talk about cancer culture. I was a Christian child in the '90s. We stopped listening to Sandy Patty, Amy Grant. Stopped watching Disney. Avoided Procter and Gamble products. Christians perfected cancel culture. They just don't like it when the tables turn. And then someone replied back. They said, "Oh, this brings back some memories. No Harry Potter. No Harry Potter. No Harry Potter because of witchcraft. Let's burn M&M CDs in the bonfire. Someone doesn't join you at see you at the poll. Friendship over. Also, lyrics to Christian rock songs." Were bonkers. The brainwashing you can do with a ca- with a catchy melody. I don't really know what that last one referred to, but basically the fact of you know the church likes to complain about cancel culture a lot, but the church is is not is very quick to call heretics and cancel people too. So I guess the question is is what's what right, well, what's wrong, so, what's ethical, all those things. Yeah, and we're gonna dive into it a little bit. I just I think that that's a good premise to start. Is should Christians um, be concerned with cancel culture. Should we should we do it? Should we practice it? Should we worry about others doing it? Um, wh- what's your thoughts? You know, I, I keep trying to post the video to Instagram as we went live. Um, should Christians be concerned with 
What's your opinions? Should we do practice or condone or... or? I was going to say this till the end, but something that I think cancel culture does do well is it holds people accountable for their actions. Oh. You know, for so many years, um, specifically comedians, uh, hip-hop rappers, all these different people would just... And I say hip-hop mainly because I know Eminem right now is under a lot of fire. Um, people would say whatever they wanted in the in terms mm. of free speech or whatever, but now they're being held accountable of like, you can't say that. And, you know, so people actually can't just say whatever they want. They actually have to think of other people mm. because they can come back to hurt them because words actually do have some power to them. You know, the classic, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words never hurt me, which we all, my mom taught me, she goes, that's not true. Words really do hurt. So careful what you say because it'll get you in trouble one yeah, day. The Bible says you, sh- you should be careful and, and take into account every word that proceeds out of your mouth. And hold every thought captive. And, you know, and what comes in the brain goes out the mouth. Right. So I think it's good that we're holding people accountable for their actions. What I don't like, though, is cancel culture seems to almost go looking for things to blow people up. Mm. Like Kevin Hart, for example, the, mm-hmm. the comedian Kevin Hart. They went back like... 10 years into his mm, history. Right. You see other people where they, uh, politicians, I remember this one where it was like a 56 year old politician goes back to when he was a idiot, 19 year old, sorry, 19 year olds in college. And the simple fact of he's like, I'm 19. I was an idiot. I'm sorry. But they're like, no, you did that one time. So you're done. Right. And the problem I've seen with cancel culture is the fact of well, we're so quick to just get rid of that. When you just throw people away, we're not able to teach and to restore and to bring back in. So let's let's get down you know? to the the brass tacks. I got into of, that quick. Let's get down to the brass tacks. The brass. What's okay? First tacks. off, let's what get, is let's that? Get what's, down the, to the, what's the brass? I don't even know what that phrase means. Let's get means. down to the nitty gritty. I know that one. Okay. I know that one. All right. Same same type of metaphor. I got you. I got you. Um. So cancel culture is yep. is a form of you know pu- almost like a public shaming. Would you agree with that? Oh, for sure. But it's not just shaming; it's turning it into a public spectacle, right? But it's a you know, sh- it's a it's a shame. I'm going to shame you to the shame. point of you just need to go hide in a hole. Shame, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I think a cancel culture in the act of shaming is not really loving people to bring them to repentance, right? It's not. It's just shame them. I want to shame you and make you feel horrible, and I want everybody to In order destroy to, and your and life. And then destroy your life. It has nothing to do with actually loving the person and, and wishing that they would repent and turn. And turn from their ways. It's literally right. a response of, we want to get rid of you. So Right. So 2 Corinthians 7, 8 through 10 says, uh, I this is all NLT verses, by the way, because I just it sounded good. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, it says, I am not sorry that I sent the severe letter to you. This is Paul talking to the Corinthians. Uh, Though I was sorry at first, for I know it was painful for you for a little while. Now I am glad I sent it it, not because it hurt you, but because the pain caused you to repent and change your ways. It was the kind of sorrow God wants his people to have. So you will not harm, uh, not be, I'm sorry. So you will not harmed by us. Man, this is the Bible hub app. (laughs) It's like, what? So you will not be, not it should be not be harmed by us in any way for the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance results in spiritual death. And that's really what I wanted to hit on that last little phrase there that there's no regret from 
that kind of sorrow, right? The sorrow right. Uh, that God for repentance that leads us to God. But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance because of shaming, results in spiritual death. Like there's a huge thing there. When people are shamed, it's not and not in, in the right biblical um, concept. I think it's actually more destructive than helpful. Right. And and now I do want to, you know, think about this because every time something comes up, I think of uh, Justin Timberlake, right? Mm-hmm. So he had to do this massive apology because of the whole thing that happened with uh, Janet Jackson back at the Super Bowl yep. 15, 15 years ago. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I, I mean, I remember, I remember what happened. But. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. And so he, he wrote a heartfelt apology. And I heard some people say where it's like, A, both sides of like, Dude, if you waited 15 years to write an apology, you you were never really sorry. Then other people where it's like, dude, it was 15 years ago. Like, the dude apologized way back in the day. Why does he have to create this massive apology letter, right. you know, just to appease the masses? And that's that's what a lot of these, this is the question I have and people ask where it's like, who wrote this? The person or the publicist? Right. Well, and, you know? and so we look at, you, you use the word accountability. It keeps them accountable, right? So there is there is a importance of keeping people and and with the cancel culture I'm really talking to Christians here because worldly people are going to do worldly things and they don't have the mind of God nor are they seeking to have the mind of God so mm-hmm. this is more of what do we do as Christians towards this action so um, I, I I agree with you there is an accountability that needs to happen but there's a process into which that happens. And we need to look at the process. Hmm, okay. And it, it's laid out in Matthew 18, 5, 15 through 17. It says, if your brother sins against you, this is Jesus. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained a brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you. For every charge must be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he ref- refuses to listen to even to the church, let him be as a Gentile and a tax collector, which be basically means... Which basically just, get, yeah, he's get rid of them. Yeah. So Jesus is saying that, hey, there is a there is an importance in order here, right? We don't mm-hmm. just go off and publicly shame. I don't pull, uh, Mark, I don't pull you out because you said a naughty word and take you in front of the church and be like, this man... Poo-poo talk. This man right here in his poo-poo talk... I tell you this now, he should be punished. Like, no, so, like that's, that's a little no, extreme. It's, it's me coming to you and saying, hey. and so, that, But that's what cancel culture is, isn't it? It's not somebody actually trying to deal with the person for the benefit of the person. It's them being upset and offended at what was said, and because of that, they explode and want everybody else. And, and I, I wanted to look this up, too, so a pop-up. Uh, that's like the... Second episode in the last couple weeks, I said, oh, pop up. Um, pop Galatians 6.1 says, you who are spiritual, restore such a one, but in what? In the spirit of meekness. Right. And gentle. so much in the in the culture right now, the fact of it's not, all of the cancel culture stuff is not coming from a place of humility mm-hmm. and going, you know what? I love you. I care about you. What you're doing and what you did, that's not right. Right. But at the same token, this is where the struggle is. It's like, okay, so... If I see someone in the church or, or you or another brother or sister, and it's like they did a sin 10 years ago, at what point do you well, I are think, bygones bygones? I think as as Christians, if they've repented of it, um, 
there should be evidence in two or three witnesses probably that they've repented of it because you don't just repent of your sin just between you and God. You should share your burdens. You're supposed to confess your first, sins. First one, John. Yeah, confess your sins one to another. And he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Right, yeah. for First John. <laughs> Pretty yep. much all of First John. All of First John, <laughs> yep. So uh, all five chapters. Um, but uh, I think it's important that we confess, and in that confession, that those people could vow for you. If, if like, say, say you came to me, Mark. Okay. From a sin that I had 10 years ago, but I've told two or three of my brothers. I've told Soche, Scott, and Jagger, right? I've confessed it to them. I've repented to them, to God. And you come to me and you say, you know, Fuller, uh, you know, I heard you did this sin 10 years ago and I, I really want to talk to you about, you know, it's probably not a good thing. And I say, you know what, Mark, I, I realized that and I repented 10 years ago. And uh, actually, I repented to Scott, Jagger, and Brandon. Um, you can verify that with them. And I and that should be I, it. I appreciate you caring enough to bring this to me. Mm-hmm. And if, if we approached it like that, then if that person felt, hey, that's good enough, I don't need to, I don't need to go approach those. But if they felt, oh, I need to go approach those because I need to find out, then there's three but, witnesses. But, but the question <laughs> is also, why are you so gun ho about it? Well, you know, so exactly. And so, but like for you and I, right? We right. Repent of, I'm going to take it from the 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 offender, and then for the people like I have, I did the offense. Mm-hmm. So for me, doing the confession part, it's not only just leaning on, on brothers, keeping myself accountable to them to make sure I don't sin that way in the future, but it's also a protection method for the future for people who are seeking to destroy or devour. Right. That's, that's that stand-up witness like a Kevin Hart. If he had people going, no, bro, this, this dude repented a long time ago. Like, what are you talking about? He, he apologized back then. And they stood up for him and said, no, he already apologized. I don't think you'd be canceled. But if he doesn't have that, then he could easily be canceled because everybody believes whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then as the person going to somebody who has offended, if they're doing it for the wrong reasons, they shouldn't be doing it. Like if I'm coming to you, I shouldn't be doing it unless it's for the right reasons where there's concern and love. Mm-hmm. And even then, Galatians 6 tells us to do it in gentleness and meekness so that we don't fall into, verse 3, don't fall into the same temptation. It's a huge thing right there. We're also supposed to look in our and within ourselves before we go and talk to somebody. You know, Jesus says, "Look at the plank in your own eye before, before you, you take the speck out of your brother's eye." It's basically saying, "Hey, self-examine yourself." And that's not saying you shouldn't go to your brother and get no, the speck not out. at all. It's saying, "Hey, self-examine yourself. Make sure when you do this that you aren't doing something worse than this. That you need to deal with yourself first. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you don't. Even if I had, even if I say, I'm going to come deal with you for." And I'm not saying he uses naughty words, but if, if you use poo-poo my, talk. My, my poo-poo talk. You use poo-poo talk. But I'm over here punching somebody. I should probably deal with my punching and my anger first before I come talk to you about your poo-poo talk. Right. And that's not a, I'm not going to ever deal with you. It means I need to deal with myself first. And that puts me in a better spot to help you. And so so let's bring this back into the, what's what's the purpose of these things? You know, so I, I'm... I'm I think about uh, the, 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 the plank and the speck in the eye. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking more about like a speck in like Elliot's hand, for example. Right. So whenever Elliot gets a splinter, you literally think the world has ended. Like ah! to get it out of his hand, <laughs> it is it hurts him. Oh, yeah. But the question is, why am I doing that? Because if I don't get that out, right. it's going to infect his hand. I mean, right. now granted, I don't want to say, oh, his hand's going to fall off if I don't get the splinter out. But there's a real possibility that, that stuff like that can happen. Things left untreated can cause other problems down right. the road. No questions asked. Right. And so the question is, is why am I trying to get that thing out of my son's hand? It's to, it's going to hurt. It's going to 
damage, some stuff in the process, but it's to what? Ultimately let it heal until right. it can be restored. Yep. And so when it comes to the church and why should we we confront people about their sin or in the past or this whole counter or the 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 cancel culture thing, the idea is for to for restoration. Right. Of of coming alongside someone to be like, you know what? I I see this, I have seen this, this is a this is a this is a problem. Not because you want to bash somebody, because that's the Christian thing to do. Right. But I think where cancel culture is a little different in this regards is sometimes it's for protection. Like a lot of times Christians will, you know, I think of the Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman, cancel culture for Christianity was the fact that you're too close to the bad, naughty thing. So that's the sinful music over there. We want to stay pure and holy with Jesus rather than right. follow after him. So it was trying to create a holiness and I think standard. You, I think you could you could do those boundaries. Mm. I think there's there's people that say, hey, I'm just not going to listen to it. I'm not going to support it. And there's people that go out and do a public rally against it. And I think there's a difference there. Like for me, I may call drinking coffee a sin, but for you it's not a sin. So who's right? Well, let it for man. Be, be sure. Right. And, and this is the other thing too, but, but at the same token, I've seen so many specifically conservative, independent, fundamental Baptist pastors where they have this whole segment where they basically have created a standard and then a standard beyond the standard. And if the more holy you are, the more you will follow the standard because you know that's how you really love God. It's it's almost like, here's what God said is the sin. Okay, we want to step far back away. Now let's build a fence and now let's say stand farther behind the fence. But is that not what the Pharisees did? Exactly, exactly. So for us as cancel culture with, with Christians, I think this is part of the struggle is the fact of, specifically in today's world, since cancel culture is so big, we want to get rid of what we don't agree with. I think of the pastors out there who, not because they, like, uh, there are some pastors that we just got to, sorry, you crossed the line, you're done. But there's other ones where it's like, if oh, they're biblically they're, up. their theology is a little weird, I don't fully agree with it, so they're a heretic, so we just... It depends. We, it Let depends on on what they're, if they're teaching a different gospel. Yes, mm-hmm. they're the Paul would call them antichrists, right. like in in Second Thessalonians. But it's more I see so many Christians developing camps of I, I'm just going to drop names for just for for reference and not in a bad way. But you hear Christians all the time talking about the whole you know Furtick, like Stephen Furtick or mm-hmm. uh, Michael Todd or mm-hmm. um, uh, Bill Johnson over in uh, I think Hillsong, and then like all these other different mm-hmm. pastors, and it's the fact of. How do we, as Christians, how are we supposed to handle that? Because do we just, quote, unquote, cancer culture, like X amount, we have nothing to do with them, they're over there, we're over here, we don't want them, we want to get rid of them, versus going, you know what, we don't fully agree, they're still brothers and sisters in Christ, we just differ in this. Well, like, it, it's hairy, and then when you get into culture, erasing history and all these different things, Dan, it's th- a big topic. It all depends on what you're, th- like, I think that we should fully protect the flock, Right as a as a leader as a teacher um if there's somebody preaching a we'll, we'll take uh we'll take uh Kenneth Copeland okay yes. because it, that's kind of easy it's an easy one to do uh it's a non controversial I mean it's controversial but it's not controversial I feel you I feel but, you, uh, I mean, so I feel Ken, you so Kenneth Copeland right if I'm in a bible study and somebody goes well you know I just watched I saw this guy named Kenneth Copeland on TV and he was saying this the other day as a teacher I would say that's not what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. Be careful listening to him because he's been known to do this. It would mm-hmm. be a warning, right? It's a, it's a warning. It's a looking out for those who are in our care mm-hmm. as Christians, as brothers. Even if it's just me and you, you come to me as a brother. 
one of our listeners has a friend that comes to them and they go, hey, so-and-so is saying this, and they're like, well, that's not what the Bible says, and this is where we talk about it. So there is a point where I don't believe it's cancel culture. It's it's holding people to biblical truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, do I think we need to go on social media and bash them? Well, depends. Have you followed the what Jesus said in Matthew? Right. Have you gone to that brother? If you have, and you've taken two or three, and you've taken the church, all right, now you treat them as the, well, Jesus said the Gentile, the tax collector, which means you, you basically shun them. In that culture, they would be shunned. They would be scum of the earth type of thing. Right. And so, and not that you treat them scum of the earth, you still love them. But, but how many of us get the chance to talk to some of these people? Right. You and know? so at that point, it's just a protection of the flock, the people that you actually reach saying, hey, watch out for this, guys. This is the false doctrine they teach. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's what the Bible says. This is truth, but this is the false doctrine. So that's not so much cancer culture. That's being uh, study to show yourself approved, it, and then taking care sec- of the flock. Second Timothy two, yeah, study to show thyself approved, rightly dividing the word of truth, mm-hmm. um, which means if you take the the Greek word, it means teaching correct doctrine would mm-hmm. be a, a better, closer translation to actually the Greek word. But um, it's it, yeah, it's it's all about teaching truth correctly. So, so coming out of that, then let's, let's flip it. When we know what's truth and what's not, and we talk about, you have to be held accountable. And obviously sometimes the higher the position, right. the, the farther the fall. So you hear if, if a pastor does something, the fall is going to hurt a lot more than right. if someone who's like a little nobody, you know? Um, but going, stepping back into culture specifically, you know, I think this is the question that a lot of Christians have is should Christians be for or for against modern day cancel culture when it comes to statues, um, whether, you know, we had the one of Christopher Columbus here in Mishawaka, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, Robert E. Lee or the people getting rid of statues or, um, Notre Dame, the, the painting of Christopher Columbus, they took that down and put it somewhere else. Um, the, the celebrities that we hear about all the time getting canceled or, Oh, they did this thing once upon a time. So we're not going to put them on our show tonight. Right. How, what should a Christian's response be to this? And then ultimately, how can we have conversations with those in the, those in the world mm-hmm. about it? Because like right now I'm looking at a lot of Christians and we, it seems like a lot of Christians are telling people just to suck it up and like, Oh, these weak sauces with their cancel culture. Like, don't they know? Don't they? That That's history. We need to leave that up versus, no, you, you got to be held accountable for your actions too. And should we praise what's not good? Well, I think you know? there's a misunderstanding of a lot of history. Okay. If you ask me, if you read old text history books, it's like a, it's a different culture, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're looking at a culture that doesn't believe the Like it's... I'm trying to think of how to do this. But this is another question, though, is, but the culture that we read, and I'm, I'm going to ask the question because it's been asked to me, mm-hmm. do we look at our culture through a white middle class lens versus a minority different lens? If you're asking me. Black, Mexican, Hispanic. You're asking me. I am asking you. Yeah. I, I am looking through the image of God lens that all creatures are created by him and I've said it before on this podcast of when you mistreat one of his creations, especially one that's made in his image, how dare you? Who do you think you are to treat someone like that? Mm-hmm. Who do you? You're, that's that saying you're better than the creator your, himself. Your breath is a, a gift and it can be easily taken away. So who are you to treat one of his creatures, one mm-hmm. of his beloved, 
that in, in that manner. Right. Um, I think that the white, black, Mexican, Hispanic, Italian, Asian, all, all the Irish, whatever you want to do. I'm Irish, so I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever, no mature that people want to put on it. I think we've become as a society too focused on that. And that is actually igniting more fires. Um, I think it's unfortunate some of the history that brothers and sisters have had to go through. Um, but I also believe that people should be held accountable for their action, but I wasn't there. I didn't do that action against anybody. They didn't do an action against me. So we can't hold each other accountable for this. We can't be mad at each right. other for this. I think there is history, and I think if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. Mm -hmm. And I think we're starting to see this already in some of the things that are going on. So in your mind, don't get rid of history, but rather study it, learn it. This is why it was not good. Yes. And it's funny because a, um, a lot of the statues, uh, the 54th Virginia Regiment comes to mind. I just saw it the other day. Um, Black Lives Matters came and spray painted all over the 54th Regiment. You know who the 54th Regiment was? A regiment full of black males fighting in the Civil War. So Oops. they they desecrated. Or the... Uh, I, I they know destroyed a, a monument. I know there was a statue of, like, the white man with the slave and breaking free, but that was actually a statue of... Breaking the liberty, bonds. Yeah. Of liberty, right. right. And so it's like, this is where, if you don't understand the history behind it, now you're just destroying stuff because of your perception of what truth is. Mm -hmm. And again, we go back to the, well, truth is relative to me. Rather than what is actually what is truth. the definition of truth? What is truth? Even in history, what is the truth of history? Let's look at the truth of history, and then we can decide. Mm -hmm. And I think the people before us have done that to an extent. Robert E. Lee, yes, he fought for the South, but he didn't fight for the South because he wanted to keep slaves. Like that's not why he fought for the South. He fought for the South because he thought the government was overreaching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he thought they were trying to do exactly what our government this day and age is doing. And I, I don't mean to get into politics. I, I'm trying to steer. Oh, no, I'm politics, about to step into it too. Cause I'm actually one where I don't think there should be any Confederate flags or statues up because losers don't get statues. Well, and even Robert E. Lee flat out said it too. He said, we should not put statues I, up. Of me. I think it's, it was a respect thing. I think it was a respect because of who he is and what he stood for. He didn't stand for, he didn't want to go to war. He, the reason why he went to war is because he was in Virginia. He was on the southern side. That's where his estate was, and so he was going to fight for his household. That's, right. that's why he joined. Before that, he was at the academy teaching all those generals. In the north. For, all those teacher or generals from the Union, he taught them. He was the, their instructor. He was their mentor. He was their friend. He didn't want this war. He, he asked to be against it. They actually asked him to be the lead general over the union. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, I can't because those are my, that's my, you're going to war against my home and I have to defend my home. I mean, that's the reason why he entered the war because you're attacking my home. I mean, that's like you being over in Germany and world war two and you're helping their cadets out. And then G Germany and Japan attack the U S are you going to stay there and fight for them? Or are you going to go, no, i got to go defend my home. And I love you guys, but i got to go defend my and home. And this is why it goes back to why are you, like why was the war started. And this yeah, is the same I, question for, and, and this is a big question I know specifically. The reason why I brought it up right now is 
I have a feeling in the, that we're, we're a part of the Southern Baptist Convention of this church. We're not Southern Baptist first. We both admit that. Mm-hmm. But that's just the church we find ourselves a part of. Mm-hmm. Right now, our denomination is called the Southern Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, the Southern Baptist Convention. Mm-hmm. I would not be shocked to see that our name is going to be put on the docket to be changed from the Southern Baptist Convention into Great Commission Baptist. And I've heard why, because J.D. Gritt talks about the Great Commission all the time, keep it the main thing, the main thing. We're, 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 we don't care much, about, like, the, the, basically the idea is we're more loyal to the gospel than we are a geographic location of the U.S. where most of our churches aren't even at anymore. Right. Because we're more than the Southern Baptist Convention. We're about the Great Commission, which is what? Go out and reach the gospel with every creature. And we don't want to put a stumbling block in the way of doing that. And I'm not, I'm not talking about critical race theory. I'm not talking about I think it, various I, different things. I think it's all about the the heart behind it. Why right. are we doing it? Are we doing it out of fear? Are we doing it just because we're backing down? But, because, if, the, if, but if the SBC does it, they're going to be accused of following the the woke generation of cancel culture, which honestly, I'm just going to flat out say it. I'm for that change. If someone says we're going to change from the Southern Baptist Convention to the Great Commission, great, I would vote yes. I'm going to vote whatever way God leads me. I'm... Because I thought about it, I so. hate I hate denominations. Period. I hate. I know you I do. Hate denominational names. So to me, it's not. It doesn't matter to me. I don't right. care either way. I just want to make sure the reason why they're doing it is for the right reason. It's not pressure and caving into the world. Right. But we've thought about this. We've prayed about this. It's not just something we're doing to be woke, mm-hmm. but it's something we've taken into prayerful we consideration the for the for furtherance years. of the kingdom. And that's that's what they said. Not just just because. Mm-hmm. Not just because we don't want we want we're scared people, and we're backing down. We want people to like us. Mm-hmm. If if we do it for that reason, I'm going to vote no. If we do it for the furtherance of the kingdom, I'm going to vote yes. So that's when it comes to this kingdom culture with the furtherance of the kingdom, so many right now evangelicals. I mean, I think let's just step into that political sphere a little bit. The white evangelical church mm-hmm. is very segregated right now from the black evangelical community, or there's just the black church in general. At what point do we, quote unquote, cancel culture to reach across lines for the furtherance of the gospel and the kingdom in our community? Because, like, you know, for us being here in South Bend for certain levels, at what point do we to further the kingdom and not put stumbling blocks in front of it? Because the only stumbling block is supposed to be the cross. Why is it segregated? That's and that's that's the question. It's a big question. I'm not. I have no problem going to any type of church. I think the problem is is that there's probably a lot of doctrinal things, and there's probably a lot of traditions, and there's probably a lot of well, this is just the way we've done things type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, I've shoot as a little kid, we went to an all black church for a while. I had no problem. I didn't see any difference in it. Mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, we're just praising Jesus together. With our brothers and sisters, um, I, it's hard for me to get into this because I don't understand it. I'm, I'm not of that mindset of segregation. I don't even notice it until somebody brings it up. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, I don't notice different colored people. I don't notice different races. I just I notice people. <laughs> You're a person. I'm a person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm no better than you. You're no better than me. And we're all sinners in need of God. That's what we are, and that's the way I view things. And so. Um, I try to treat everybody um, as a human created in the image of God and how God came to this world and died for everyone because he loved them. Mm -hmm. So I I just, to me, I haven't had to go through um, some of the things that our our brothers and sisters um, have had to go through. Um, I don't know anybody that's had to go through that. I don't. I all my my relatives that are 
uh, of a different color. Um, I've never said anything about it to me. Um, no, no, uh, none of my friends that are of a different race have ever said anything to me. Um, so I, I don't know. I can't empathize. I can sympathize, but I can't empathize. Mm-hmm. Do I have that backwards? Whatever it was. One is that you've experienced it and one is that you haven't experienced, but you can still feel bad. I, whatever it is. Um, but I don't understand it because I haven't even heard s- the stories from somebody I personally know. Mm-hmm. I haven't experienced see, it with and, them. And I have heard the stories. Like, that's the thing is I've, I've heard the stories. And that's great. So that means that, hey, God's put you in that path for a reason. So what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, the, that's that the question that cancel culture doesn't want to do. It's the fact of we need to cancel the past and move forward rather than how, how can we talk about it right now to move forward together? Because yeah. right now it's, 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 it's you and me, man. It's you and me. What are we going to do about right here, right I think, now? I think it needs to be dealt with and discussed and talked about. And, um, but I also believe that you can't hold someone accountable for the sins of their ancestors. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think you can. That's not. How is that righteous for a brother or sister in Christ? It's not. So I don't know how you can. I can't hold you, Mark Hyde, accountable. If your mom does something wrong to me, I can't hold you accountable. It's not your sin to bear. It would be your mom's sin to bear. No offense, Wendy, if you listen, but you probably don't. So Nope, she doesn't. <laughs> but it's, it's the truth. I, you can't hold me accountable if, if my grandfather sinned against you. You hold it against my grandfather, and that's where it needs to be dealt with. And if he's not alive, then at that point, we just need to forgive and move on. Mm-hmm. I, well, I, I don't want to say move on. I don't like the word move on, but move forward. We need to move forward. It's the same thing. Right. Well, move on means we forget and just let go versus no, no let's move no, on no. together. We, we discussed this a couple weeks ago. It's not it's not forgive and forget. It's forgive and let go. Right. Well, I'm just saying that's the terminology people are hearing. To just, just get over it. Just move on. Like, I can't just get over it, but we can move forward. Well, it. it's a... Uh, the term, I, I don't the, want to split hairs, right? Yeah, we're, but, that's exactly what's... Cause the, but society wants to split you, hairs. You and I look at get over, the term get over, is two two different things. I'm looking at it from a educational of this is what the definition of get over it means, and you're looking at it from a cultural standpoint. Mm-hmm. I'm looking from a... And I'm not trying to downplay the way... I'm just saying we're looking at it from two different angles. You're looking from cultural, I'm looking from educational. And is that the and, problem with the problems? We won't, we, people won't sit down and, well, and have th- these conversations. I think it's just... It's different backgrounds and ways of thinking. And because the conversations won't happen. Because um, things are getting canceled. Because things are, they'd rather cancel than deal with the issue. Um, which is not what Christians are supposed to do, period. That's, that's just not. You're supposed to deal with the issue. Mm-hmm. And if you can't deal with the issue, then you're supposed to forgive. You're supposed to forgive regardless. It doesn't matter. And if you don't forgive, uh, then God can't forgive you. So you can't call yourself a Christian and hate your brother. Period. That's mm-hmm. what scripture says. That's straight up scripture. I can't I can't say it any more clearly or gentle than what scripture says. And scripture says, if you don't forgive your brother, if you say you love me and hate your brother, the truth is not in you. You can't hate your brother and say you love me because you aren't of me. And so I guess my whole thing is in the cancel culture, choose who you're going to serve. Um, I think that Christians need to stand, speak truth. You know, I, Ephesians 4.15 says, Instead, we will speak truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body and the church. So if we aren't striving, if we're going to worry about offenses, we're not supposed to be offended, right? We're right. Spo- this is what I'm supposed to think. I'm not t- supposed to tell you, don't be offended. I'm supposed to tell me, I tell me, don't be offended. And you, and I tell you, 
hey, I'm going to tell you something in gentleness and love. Right. <laughs> like, it, I'm going to control my words, but I'm not going to be offended if if you fly off the handle at me and, and hurt me, right? I can't be offended because I have to realize where that comes from. And I have to love you like our creator loves you. That's what I'm commanded. And does our creator get offended by when you do something wrong? We do stuff wrong all the time. And yet he still loves us, right? He still forgives us. So how much more should we forgive as we have been forgiven? Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be growing in every way more and more like Christ. Now, I'm not saying we become Christ. Ephesians 4.15 is very clear. We could become more and more like Christ. So there is a a form of truth that we need to to be able to speak, but we also need to be becoming more and more like Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, And and we need to stand for righteousness. I mean, in in the face of the world that we face in, um, I see the more woke people get, the the further away from God people get, including the church. That's Mm. just what I see. A woke pastor is pushing the progressive Christianity line most of the time. And that is uh, progressive Christianity is um, is anti gospel. It is if you look at it and what it says, it's anti gospel. The Rick Warrens are <laughs> the the Rick, stuff Rick Warren has said in this recent time is just out there. It's progressive Christianity and it's dangerous waters. Now I'm not going to say I'm not going to call him a heretic, but I'm saying he's he's dancing with the line. <laughs> um, some some call him a heretic, some don't. But I'm saying he's dancing with the line. And there's others just like him. There's people out there that call Francis Chan a heretic for some of the stuff he said. He's, I think, not as close to the line as Rick Warren. But He, he is, just wrote a new book, and he I is, think he stepped over the line a little bit. He might have. I haven't read the new book. The last one I read was Crazy Love. So, mm. um, No, you read Letters to the Church. Yeah, but that was, was that, I think that was before, no? Crazy Love was back when we were in high school. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Okay. So, but I, I mean, we got to stand for righteousness and we got to, we got to, um, yeah. I think that's it. We got to stand for what's right, not what's correct. Not what's popular. Sometimes, sometimes what's right is what society is saying. And sometimes, sometimes it's, not. it's not. Right. And sometimes it's what the church says and sometimes it's not. It's right. not. Exactly. So first Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, so my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable, always being enthusiastical Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Philippians uh, one twenty seven through 30 says, Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come and see you again or hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith which is the good news. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. For you have uh, been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. We are in a struggle together. You have seen my struggles in the past, and you know that I am still in the midst of it. And so, again, here we go. Paul <laughs> saying, "Hey, listen, we're gonna suffer. The, the we're the 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 mainstream culture is gonna come up against us. We're gonna be persecuted. We're gonna suffer. We can do it together. But in all things, we need to stand for the truth, and we need to be conducting ourselves in such a way that we are worthy of the good news of the gospel of Christ and about Christ. 
And, and that's where we need to focus on, not focus on what's PC, what's politically correct, not focus on <clears throat> what is going to make people like me more or, 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 or try to dislike me more. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be that either, but what is going to make me worthy of the good news about Christ? First Peter 5, 8 through 9 says, Stay alert, watch out for your enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering as you are here. Peter is talking about suffering again. But the thing I want to highlight is in all this, there is one worker, right? Him and his underlings. And that is Satan. That's the devil himself. And what does he do? He roars around like a, a lion, seeking whom he may will destroy. He's looking to divide the church and take down as many of God's children as he can. So we need to be on alert. We need to stand fast in our faith and stand firm for righteousness. Mm-hmm. These are the things that I think we should do in a cancel culture. So that's what I got, man. I, I like that's, it. That's my final thought. You know, I I was thinking about a verse and I was looking up. I'm going to put this link in the show notes because Piper had a good response. Is I think something that we need to understand and we need to remember that our sins will affect the future too. Yep. Like a lot of times we think our sins, our sins are um, isolated incidents that doesn't affect anybody, mm. but they do. And mm-hmm. you see in Exodus where, you know, God revisits the, the sins for the third and the fourth generations. And honestly, right now we're dealing with some of those. Yep. You know, we have our, our forefathers who were slave owners and they did wrong things and this, that, and the other. And you know what? Now we have to deal with it. Right. And I think this is a calling card it, going back to, it's not a calling card for us to pay for the sins of, of the fathers mm-hmm. in certain regards, but at the same token, it's a, it should be a sign to go, what I do right now will affect my grandchildren. The world, like, you know, we're trying not, I don't want to say this leave the world in better hands, but it's a reality of how we train our kids to think, to understand the world, to here's how God created it to be. Here's how we're supposed to respect other people. And, 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 and the struggle with it, that can positively or negatively in, impact the generations to come. And the fact of, we see this in the Israelites culture, what happened is people stopped teaching their sons about God. They started living different bad worldly ways and, and going against the ways of God. So what happened? After generations go, they didn't know they didn't know the Lord anymore. They actually lost the Torah and the Pentateuch for a long time. And I think that needs to be a calling card to us Christians of, We've lived in a society and culture that was maybe not 100% a Christian nation, but a very pro-Christian nation, pro-moral nation. Well, all of a sudden, the church is becoming the minority. Yep. And in reality, what does that mean for us? That means we need to get off our butts and stop being lackadaisical and actually put, you know, make what Pastor Scott's teaching right now, walking faith. Mm-hmm. Um, your faith is not meant to be a quiet, silent little thing your faith is supposed to put actions behind it mm-hmm. back to james of you show me you have faith but i'll sh- but you you say you have faith but let me show you my faith by my works right and in today's culture it's one thing to just say oh i'm just a christian it's another thing to be like why why the heck are they doing that oh well they're christians that's what they do right completely different ball game it's, it's going you know? it's going back to my favorite verse matthew five sixteen. let but, your light show shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven it's all about faith it's walking faith and this is something that faith i don't direction. do well when people ask me questions i'm i'm i i don't do this well um but it's a spiritual gift that beth actually has 
when people say, so why did you foster? Why did you adopt? And she goes, Jesus told me to, and I have to follow him. That's all she says. That's yeah. all she says. And people go, you're nuts. They know, you're, <laughs> you're nuts, but that's pretty dang cool. Yeah. And it's just, it's cool to see opportunities that have come from that. Right. And to do other things too. Cause some people have asked me, well, why, why, why do you do this? I, yeah. I think that you know? as, as Christians, we shouldn't have to try to share the gospel. It should just be seen and heard because that's what we are. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't not speak English cause it's my language. I cannot speak Jesus because it should be my language. Right. <laughs> and and in doing such, we got to make sure that, and this is where I think the church has failed, is it goes back to James, back to the, your actions of be what? Slow to speak, quick to listen. What is it? God slow gave, to wrath. Slow to wrath. So God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of the joke. Um, but in today's cancel culture, we do need to listen. We need to go, okay, mm-hmm. what is really happening? What are what, what are people saying? And then be able to appropriately adjust and figure things out. Now, I don't think just canceling people left and right for since 20 years ago is the right thing to do. But at the same time, I like the fact that, you know what, we're holding people accountable for their actions. You can't just say what you want and get away with it. Uh, see, you know? and I disagree. I think that that should be dealt with. Well, one, you can't hold people, you can't hold the world the same standards of as Christians. You can't because right. they don't understand God. No, I'm so talking about the world itself when they do it. When they do it, hey, you know what? They just need Jesus. And you know what? All it's being is, Hey, your your sin is being put on display, and that sucks. But right. you know what you need? You need Jesus. And and when you're <laughs> like and, and when you're living, in, and this is the problem that we've seen with so many pastors is they live in the public light. They taste the 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 the, the excitement and the glory and what happens. We've watched multiple pastors recently fall because of either sex scandals or see, affairs th- and other things. This is why we have to be close knit community, right? This is why we have to lean on each other, confessing each sins to one another in order for that not to happen. Or if it does, that it's dealt with in the way that Jesus said in Matthew 18. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, if we did that, if we, if we followed the Bible the way it's been laid out, you wouldn't have all these scandals in the church. But we don't follow it, and that's why we have these scandals. And, and we, that's why we have instructions to do it, right. too. And, you know, that's why we have the... This is this is what a elder or a deacon should look like. But what, but when it comes to cancel culture, outside the church or inside the church, you know what? I think it shows and it should honestly make us realize that, you know what? Our sins are never ever kept private. You know what's well, no. done in what's done in the darkness will be brought to light. Right, always will. Um, and that's something that we just need to be aware of and and, and focus. And and what does the Bible say? You already brought it up. Before you call out someone's spec. Check that plank, yo, because right. it might be in a little deeper than you think. And not that you can't call out the spec, but make sure you check the plank first. Right. <laughs> check your heart. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. There you go. I think that's a good way to end it. Any other yeah. thoughts? I kind of like, we kind of went. So any other thoughts to land the plane? Are we, we, we just, ready for some fun facts, we, my dude? We just bounced on the runway a couple times, but I, I think we did. We, I think we've landed. I so think you think we're, we're ready for the best part of RTC? I think we can shut down the engine. Let's shut it down. <laughs> Time for I always laugh after that because it just makes me happy. It it just makes me always think of, oh, daddy's got to go to work. Oh, go work Mr. Marky Mark? (laughs) (laughs) They think this is work? They think that we work together. Oh, how nice would that be to get paid? Monday through Friday, get the podcast, the Joe Rogan experience, RTC style, three hours a day. If you guys want to sponsor us to where we can both just support our families on podcasting, we will bring you new content every day, Monday through Friday. How about that? 
<laughs> the RTC experience. I'll bring you all sorts of content. But the RTC experience. But since we aren't able to not. do that, we'll we got to get people a little little something to get them through the, which, the next week. Yeah, exactly. Let's get you through the weekend. Get you here. through the weekend, <laughs> which I have no idea what this fun fact is, my dude. So, so let the, us have it. The fun fact of the day I'm is ready. I'm ready. pineapple works as a natural meat tenderizer. The fruit is packed with the enzyme bromelain, 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 I believe, which breaks down protein protein chains, making it an ideal marinade for meats when you don't have a lot of time. But for the same reason, pineapple does not work for jams or jellies since the enzymes break down gelatin as well. The bromelain is so strong that pineapple processors have to wear protective gloves. Otherwise, over time, the enzyme eats away the skin on their face and hands, leaving dry skin and small sores. That's some powerful fruit. And we put that in our bodies. It is tasty. <laughs> <laughs> so is that why, in all honesty, you see pineapple with pork a lot? That's what... I wonder if that's what helps G- soften Geneva the goes, pork. Well, we use pineapple in... In uh, like our ham when we cook ham, yeah, with ham all t- and pork. All the time. So I wonder if that helps. And she goes, "That's why we do it." And I go, "I always thought it was just f- to get the pineapple the flavor, flavor. <laughs> to make it juicy." So there's a legitimate purpose yeah, behind that. There is, yeah. The more so, you know. So I'm gonna start marinating my steaks in pineapple for a while, and then going, <laughs> no, because see, then you pull them out, dab them off, dab, <laughs> then you know, season them. Up what just happened? <laughs> what just happened? But at the end of the day, though, I mean. Would that change the taste of a steak? That's what I'm curious. I feel like we need to experiment. I, f- I, f- I feel like we need to go get a couple good steaks and try it out. Not cheap ones. No. We need Renardo Martin. Go to go DC Meat. We can go to... Oh, no. So, EB's? Are we by EB's? Is that where we live by? Yes, you live by EB's. I don't. That's right. You moved. Sorry. I live by Scott now. <laughs> You're on the east side. But either way, no, we go get some good steaks. Or we could, we could run up to Lowry's up in Buchanan and get some real I've good heard that's some good oh. stuff. Well, if we haven't made you hungry anyway, yet, sorry. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> make sure you go get yourself some steak, some ham, some pork, Definitely. and put some pineapple with it. I have a pen. I have an apple. Apple pen. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. That's like some OG YouTube right there. Pineapple apple pen. Just look up pineapple apple pen. Just look it up, guys. Look it up. But either way... We hope you guys enjoyed this week's conversation. We're talking about cancel culture. I know we're just getting started with some of this stuff, and we know you guys have lots of thoughts as well. So you can always hit us up, Real Talk Christian Pod, Real Talk with Win Win, Real Talk Real Christian, Talk Christian Podcast. Podcast at gmail.com. And you can hit us up anywhere, but the easiest place to go is Real Talk Christian Podcast.com. That will have links to get you to both Real Talk Christian Podcast.com. We need a jingle. But <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, the email, the phone number can all be found right there on the website, including the entire database of every single conversation we've had, including the most recent ones with Cotney about how to raise Christian kids. Um, that wasn't which, recent. That was a while ago. That was a while ago. <laughs> but, you know, it's a good conversation to have with the cancer culture of what Christians is with Andrew, with, uh, Andrew Wood about right. being pro-life after birth. That's a big mm. conversation with uh, church and, and culture and society. Right. Well, we are working on some big-time interviews to bring to you guys as we continue along. Fuller's working harder than I am at that. So well, when we get interviews, make sure you thank Fuller newly, for those. You're newly married, so. So I got other things we got to do. But either way, guys, we appreciate you guys. We love you. We love for you guys to reach out and keep connecting with us. And just like always, before I let you go, though, we want to get that blog going as well. So if there's something you want to write about, Just email us your blog post. We'll edit it. We'll tweak it. We'll upload it, and we'll share it to the people. Sound good? Sounds good. Did I miss anything? Nope. All right. Well, hey, until next time, guys. Take it easy.